0: What we do here is go back, 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 back. Kyle Shanahan can play quarterback and do what you need to do. Like, gosh, he basically does for you. He's like Plankton and SpongeBob's head controlling you. That's basically what it is.
1: Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me, as always, is Amy McDonald. Apparently, the 49ers have my number uh, this playoff run. Before we get into our results and then our uh, predictions of this week coming up, Andrew, how are you? How's it going?
0: I, um, I'm well. I think we we got treated to a pretty dang good um, football weekend. That divisional round was was pretty awesome. As much as it sucked that the Raiders weren't in there, I think we you know we talked about probably the eight best teams, and and we had some some good entertainment, some exciting finishes. So um, excited to jump into that um, later on. But yeah, I'm doing good, man. Um, as far as you know, we want to cover a little bit of Raider stuff. As um, you know, over the past week, there's been some developments with um, GM candidates, head coaching candidates. So I know you have um, some tidbits to share with us. So let's get it rocking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, ran across uh, uh, some stuff on Twitter today. It was reported by uh, Paul Gutierrez. Shout out to him, husband of Amy Gutierrez, uh, Giants correspondent. Amy G, dude, everyone loves everyone loves Amy G. That and that's what's funny. Sorry, th- it's funny you say that because
0: I never knew what her last name was. I just called her Amy G. And then when I figured that out that they were, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I just didn't know her last name was Gutierrez.
1: Yeah, he works for ESPN um, out of the Bay Area, and she works for um, Bay Area Sportsnet through SF and whatnot. But, anyways, he came out with a tweet saying that reported and confirmed Raiders GM candidates basically people that they have interviewed already Ed Dodds, Champ Kelly, Dave Zeigler, Trey Brown, Rustin Webster, Brandon Hunt, John SpyTech, Dwayne Joseph. We'll start there. So I do have some uh, some coaches names you put out there too, linked people that of interest, but let's start with the GMs. First, where where are you at in regards to this GM head coach search? What do you think about some of the names thrown out there? What's your what's your thoughts all around? Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting.
0: Um, I think it's I think what we want is always to have some kind of answer, you know, sooner than later so we can move on, but it's not really raiders the usual course of action you know to not rush into something so i think it's been good that they're taking their time um they're not the only gm opening you know around the around the national football league the vikings they hired a gm um new york giants hired a GM as well um from the buffalo bills so as you see those things unfold um so the the new york giants hired a gm who is is coming from the buffalo bills and that's under brain and bean um right but then there's also then there's that tie to Brian Dayball, who's also a head coaching candidate, right? So you kind of see those things connect a little bit. You would imagine that's kind of his number one guy going in there. So, you know, with the GMs, I think that Ed Dodds has always been kind of my number one in that capacity. He's been someone that has been linked to GM jobs. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not going to act like I, I know everything about these guys, right? But it's when you see a name over um, the last three or four years is being linked to Um, potential GM roles um, and someone that hasn't taken the job, you know, he keeps resurfacing, you know, on these, um, on these lists, I think you're like, you know, you can kind of get interested in and try to figure out, you know, what's um, you know, what he's all about, what his background is, but definitely someone that's been on the cutting edge of building franchises, a younger guy um, who also was, he was an intern at the Raiders. So he interned at for the Oakland Raiders um, in their organization and then made his way through, through the NFL, we talked about it, but um, assistant GM for the um, for the Colts under uh, Chris Ballard, who's the GM there. So someone that's always been talked about, someone that's been highly coveted, but he's also someone that hasn't rushed into taking a job because it sounds like he's been patiently waiting for the right one. So Ed Dodds is someone that intrigues me. And then you look at the connection, like we mentioned with, I, I don't know the guy's name on the Giants. I think it's like Joan, Joe Schoen or something like that. I don't know. I think it's pronounced
1: Shane. Uh, I, I saw <laughs> I saw someone. Uh, well, actually, some people on Twitter oh, saying it's actually pronounced Shane. So okay, well,
0: Shane, yeah, that guy. So it's like um, you see the connection with him and Dayball, Then you instantly think, um, you know, okay, well, Ed Dodds, who's who's he connected to? First thing you I think of is Iberflus. Um, Matt Iberflus is a D coordinator for the Colts. He actually has been on a few interviews for open head coaching vacancies this year. And then there's um, John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh excuse me, um, who was the quarterback's coach when he was interning with the Raiders. They are both with the Raiders under Al Davis at at that time. So you think there's some links to Jim Harbaugh. You think there's some links to Eberflus. We might be, we might miss out on Eberflus because he kind of got in the process early with a few teams, but so obviously, um, you know, at Dodds has been my number one. I, I, I would really be stoked um, if he, you know, if, if we were able to move with him and if he was open to taking that role, I think you look at the um, you know, uh, Brandon Hunt, who's the Steelers um, scout pro scouting director. Um, he's another potential GM candidate that, as you mentioned, has been floating up there. Um, Ziegler with the Patriots. I don't know if they've um, they've already interviewed him might've lost interest, but overall, I think I would just want to, you know, with Dodds being my number one, I think we have a, a good list of candidates. We're also interviewing Um, someone within our own organization who's uh, more focused on the player personnel scouting side, who's getting a shot, who's been highly coveted a little bit from, you know, externally within other teams in the NFL. So that's kind of one of those things where it's like, do you want to go with someone external or do you want to, and and risk the chance of losing one of your guys here too? It's like, you have a chance to keep them home, maybe keep them home in that sense. So um, I don't know. I think for me, I would just wrap, you know, I, I like the route that they're going. I like the fact that they're being patient. Um, I think more so than anything we are like, Hey, we want to know who the head coach is. We want to know who the GM is, but they're doing their due diligence. I think it's an attractive job like we talked about. So I'd say, you know, if if we did any kind of Dodds or, you know, Hunt or Ziegler, or whatever, um, you know, or the guy from, from our own organization, I, I would be happy with just a different methodology, just a different way of, of looking at team building and draft style and things like that. I, I, I really did like Mayock and, how he evaluated players. And I always, you know, we we followed him on NFL Network. You know, a lot of obviously he was involved in the media in that sense. But like we talked about, there was too much crossover with Gruden and who really, who was the king at the end of the day, who was making the calls. That's what was always in question. So you find the good, find the right GM, find someone that's going to play well with him. So wish list is Dodds. And then I think, with, but anything within that list, I think we're going to be in good shape. So what about you?
1: Yeah, I, you know, like you said, it is, it's really weird seeing them not just rush into, you know, what was rumored right off the bat on who they liked, quote unquote, or anything like that. We haven't really seen the Raiders go about it this way in regards to like interviewing, you know, eight plus people and kind of dragging this out to make sure they get the right guy. I would agree with you that Dodd's definitely top of the list. One thing that helps is that he doesn't have a whole lot of ties to people. I mean, like you were pointing out, dc in in indy that his name really hasn't floated around much for you know stuff that the raiders have been looking at and then the harbaugh connection is technically a connection but it's like they were probably very far removed from each other you know what i mean so you know you don't have that whole zeigler would be like linked with mcdaniels josh mcdaniels right mm-hmm. um or Ma- or Drod mayo um stuff like that so i think that he's definitely someone that not that any of the other guys couldn't but i think that he's definitely someone who could you could bring him in and, and he'll be able to mesh with kind of anybody without having that thought of like, is there a connection there? Do they have, you know, a friendship there? So um, another thing that was mentioned is that there was rumblings um, of the Raiders for a few weeks of the Raiders potentially talking to Elliot Wolf, But mm-hmm. there really hasn't been anything that's transpired as of late. They obviously haven't put in for a, a request or anything like that. So that was a name that you had brought up. Mm-hmm. Back when we were talking about it before. So um, that'll be something to watch as well. But yeah, I think Dodds is top of the list there. But there are a few different candidates in there that you know you would feel happy with uh going forward if you know they brought it in. So I think they're at a spot where it, it would be really hard for them to fuck this up <laughs> at this point, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hold my beer though. You know, yes, they, they right. usually
1: do a good job of it. I think the interesting thing,
0: and in that you know, this is something that came out a little bit today with Brandon Hunt, who we're talking about. So he's the director of player personnel or sorry, the pro scouting coordinator for the Steelers and Kevin Colbert is actually a, he's a long time um, GM for the Steelers been there for 15, 20 years. He's retiring. And this is, he's basically said he's retiring. He said he'll help him out through, through the draft, but that really is probably their Like we talked about kind of that in-house next in line candidate um, that it would be interesting if, if we were able to steal him from the Steelers because um, clearly if he's viewed as that from such a historical organization and kevin colbert has been pretty good at his job over the last 15 20 years identifying talent it, that'd be a good gift for us so um yeah i think regardless we'll be in a good spot um i do kind of agree i i think that you know bringing on a gm that has ties to a head coaching candidate that we want is a benefit you know it seems like something we could leverage but also there's there's kind of this sense where it's if there's ties that's one thing but if but if that doesn't allow them to kind of like collaborate and really kind of put their heads together to develop the right, you know, the best strategy and the best, um, hey, this is kind of what what it takes to be a writer. This is the types of folks that you know. This is how we want to build out this team and this organization. How we scout things like that. Um, I think it we need to to kind of heads that that kind of not clash but like work together that way. And then and then we allow the GM to make those decisions. And then that GM is committed to building. Um, the roster and bringing in players that are around the head coachings or the head coaches uh, methodology and how they look at, you know, roster really things like that. So I think kind of the connection is, is a good thing, as long as it's a good working you know partnership that that is effective and not just like, well, I'm going to bring in Jim Harbaugh, I'm going to be the GM, but he wants total roster control. Like that's, that's what I'm afraid of. That's, that's a little bit what I'm afraid of with having the same, thing you know with Gruden and Harbaugh has that personality whether that's something you would want who knows but yeah it's an interesting list for GMs and um I know there's also been some movement here recently with the head coaches so I think you have a few names that have kind of circulated recently
1: yeah so kind of the same thing from uh from Paul Gutierrez uh coaches linked to the Raiders obviously interim Rich Basaccia, Jim Harbaugh as we talked about uh Gerard Mayo Todd Bowles D'Amico Ryans, who uh, emerged semi-recently, Niners defensive coordinator, and then Josh McDaniels. So a lot of those, you know, names aren't necessarily super new names. Some of those names are a little more viral than others on Raiders Twitter, whether you like it or you don't. Shout out to you, Josh McDaniels, uh, because a lot of people either absolutely love you or absolutely hate you. So good on you. But Anything there with those, you know, head coaches? Obviously, like I said, not a whole lot has changed outside of Niners D coordinator Ryan's popping up as an option.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I think D'Amico Ryan's is is one that kind of, uh, you know, popped up recently, um, more towards the end of last week, which, which I like. Um, I mean, I think you. You look at, um, you know, the Niners' former D coordinator, which is Rob Sala. Um, he went and got a job with the New York Jets. Um, D'Amico Ryan stepped right in um, and was able to really have probably top five defense in the NFL. Clearly, um, they've been successful throughout the playoffs. So he's a younger coach. Um, you kind of wonder, you know, if you bring someone like that in who's recently been promoted to a D coordinator and then would accelerate into a head coaching job whether he could handle that ultimately. And I think, I think he could handle it, but it's usually around the staff that you build, right. It's around the, Hey, who do you have as a supporting cast with the D coordinator, OC, special teams coach, you know, having someone like a Versace not saying it would be him, but having someone like that, that has the experience of, of getting the, um, you know, the leadership aspect, being able to control the locker room, um, that kind of thing that comes with, you know, the head coaching responsibilities outside of just, Hey, this is your one section of, of the, um, the football team, which would be the de- defense side that he has with the Niners. So I think it'd be good. I mean, I think that there's having two, you know, a young GM and a young head coach is exciting, but also you wonder like, you know, are, are they going to be able to figure it out and, and get it going? You know, the Raiders recently um, requested an interview for Todd Bowles. So he's a defense coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that's intriguing. Gerard Mayo, I didn't know this until, and this was after we had, I think, recorded the, the podcast with Jake where we went through the, the candidates and whatnot. But so Gerard Mayo is like technically the D coordinator for the Patriots. I think he's like a defensive assistant. He's a D coordinator, but Belichick calls the defense, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, he still has those responsibilities, but he's not kind of making the calls because Belichick is in control there. So I think that's interesting. I think he's a little too early, you know, for me at least, I think he's a little too early in his progression. D'Amico Rhines, I think is exciting, but still kind of early in that progression as well. I, it looks like Dayball's going in a different way. It looks like he's going to get the, the giants job or he's going to get the dolphins job. I know they're, they're pretty high on him. So with that being said, you look at Todd Bowles, you look at Bisaccia, Jim Harbaugh, um, McDaniels is someone that I think recently it's come out that we've it's, we lost a little steam there. So I don't know if they're keeping it tight lipped or maybe just a little bit later in the process of getting these things set up, but you know, haven't seen a lot of, you know, cause there's, there's the the head coaching hires that I would imagine are going to happen over this weekend or going into next week where I think that the dolphins are going to pull the trigger on someone. I think the giants are going to add someone. I think the Broncos the Broncos have their top three list already. So they're going to be making a decision and it's usually an initial round of interview. And then they pick probably the top two or three and do a second round. So um, I think we're going to see the ones that don't get those interviews, see how they resurface a little bit in the process. And you know, who knows what, what that would be for um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, who's the offense coordinator for the Packers, um, Mike McDaniel's, who's the run game coordinator for the Niners. He's been on social media. He's he's an interesting guy. I actually kind of went down the rabbit hole with that because that's all that whole coaching tree is under that Shanahan with McVeigh with Lafleur, um, you know, with McDaniel's things like that. So I think he's an interesting he's an interesting cat in general. Um, but I think. It's uh, he was really um, the Dolphins were highly coveting him. So maybe if Dayball goes to the Giants, maybe McDaniel's falls there. Who knows? But there's so many names, so many things that are circulating. I think it's tough to to get a gauge on. I it sounds like it, all intents and purposes Harbaugh's kind of waiting this out. Jim Harbaugh, you know, obviously I keep I always say John, I get him mixed up, but Jim Harbaugh um, is kind of waiting this out. And as of today, Michigan, um, their defensive coordinator, actually left college to go to the Baltimore Ravens, who's John Harbaugh's brother. He coaches the team. They just fired their D coordinator, Nightingale. I don't know his first name. Sorry. They fired their D coordinator and it bugs me. I don't know his full name, but they fired the D coordinator. Michigan defensive coordinator in college goes out to Baltimore as of today to join John. And so you're like, hey, maybe Jim's like, yo, I'm out. Okay. But my brother needs a D coordinator. So you go there. I'm going to the Raiders. We don't know. That's just speculation, but seems like we've just been a little tight lipped, which also is just not our forte where every, like we leak so many things and it's just like, it always gets out, but they're doing a good job. They're doing their due diligence. I think it's still Harbaugh's job. If he wants it, you know, obviously if we're able to come up with an offer that is intriguing to him, I think he's still the favorite there, but I, I had, I was holding out for Dayball ball just because I really like him. I think B enemy is someone that you'd, you think of I don't think he would leave the Chiefs to go to the Raiders interconference when he could just get a pay increase from and be an O coordinator and win Super Bowls. I would do that kind of over taking some of these. It's like, hey, do you want to go to the Texans be enemy? Or do you want to stay on as an O coordinator and let Mahomes make your life easier? So
1: Well, that's kind of like uh it seemed like for Dodds being the assistant GM with the Colts is probably a lot better of a of a spot than being a GM of some random team that is, you know what I mean? Right. Like kind to go to the Jets or, or the Texans or, you know, mm-hmm. whatnot. I mean, it's, it's kind of newer thing for us to be a, you know, somewhat appealing job to go into, mm-hmm. but you know, I, that's probably one reason why he was kind of like, it was easy for him to kind of like, now I'll wait this out because it's like, I could be here with the Colts and still continue to learn and be part of, you know, a strong organization and wait it out for a, a better opportunity or, Go slum it somewhere else.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and it, it's just interesting that, you know, you, you saw a lot of, you know, over the last five to 10 years, probably some guys that took though hey, I, I have a chance to be a general manager, a head coach. I'm going to go take it. But with how kind of reactive the NFL has been, you know, with head coaches and GMs, I mean, head coaches specifically, it's like the candidates are being picky for a good reason because. You know, once again, if you look at the enemy, you look at Dayball, ball, you look at those guys that are in really favorable situations where they're a big part of the team and the team is really good. They're going to weigh their options, you know, pretty well. And, all, and that's kind of what Dodds did where he's, he's been, he, I think he could have got a job the last three or four years. And he just hasn't. So who knows? We'll see where it goes. Obviously you'd like the um, you'd like the methodology that the GM and head coaches that, that they're aligned on something that at least they're thinking the same way and personnel can turn over so much within your team that it, you don't always base it off that. Right. So I think there's a way to move and shake it and and build around the team through those, you know, the head coaches and the decision makers with the GMs. So it'll be fun. It'll be interesting, but it just seems as as of anyone that is, I think there's eight head coaching vacancies where we're probably taking our time and, and the slowest as far as the amount of interviews we've requested and also our decision-making process, which it's better to be right than to be first. So, let's stay the course there kind of makes a difference guys.
1: Yeah. It almost seems like they're, they're taking that approach of like, let's go get our GM and then, you know, let's go get a coach after that. And that's how you should do it. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, what's like, okay,
0: all right. I see like you. Gruden, we know you did the, the Gruden QB camp. How about you be our head coach and run the whole city of Las Vegas? Thank you very much. So yeah, they're doing it the right way. It'll be fun. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what transpires over the next week or two, but. We'll uh, we'll make sure we update you all on that. And um, it's definitely going to – it's going to shape the narrative as far as, um, you know, past with – you know, the the past experiences with both GM and head coach and, and what our strategy and direction might be for the draft, free agency, and everything like that. So, but yeah, so that's all we got there. But before we move on to um, – we want to get into a recap of the divisional round from last week and our picks. But before we do that, Micah, tell the people who this episode is brought to you by – I nailed it on the first try.
1: Let's nailed go. it on the
0: first try. Let's go. I was, take, I was doing reps, dude. I was, I was like, what's that movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is oh, it? Uh, Wolf, Wolf Wall Street. Wall Street. Yeah.
1: Matthew McConaughey.
0: I was doing that before just
1: to make sure I could.
0: I, and I'm, I'm not even doing the ad read. I'm setting up the ad read. and I still messed that up. So, all right. You're on.
1: All good. Well, as always, uh, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs. And that means only four teams left for you to bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, and get 56-1 to odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN for 56-1 to odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: All righty. Well, this leads us to, um, you know, we're on to the conference championship. But uh, before we get there, let's talk about the divisional round. So very exciting week of football. Mike and myself had a little bit of uh, a rough go at it over the four games, you know, tough games, the spread, you know, it's tough to pick the spread as I'm sure anyone that has bet, has been out there been like, yeah, that's tough. Obviously if we're picking winners it might've been different, but against the spread, um, we didn't do well. We were both one and three and um, Micah, his his win was the Rams. He, he picked the Rams to cover and to win and they did that. So Micah. Congratulations. Um, I went one and three as well, and I took the Bengals to cover. I wasn't confident that they would win. I said I'd love to see them win, but I didn't stamp it. I said the Titans, I think, still win, but I think the Bengals cover. So um, the other games
1: – You got the cover. We'll Thank you. you. we we'll clap it up because you got the cover. clap right,
0: so. it up for my cover. Excellent. So we're both one and three, okay? We're at a lockstep right here, okay?
1: We're tied up. We're
0: going to, into the conference championship game. But just a quick recap, um, Bengals – they go on the road, they beat the Titans, game-winning field goal. Um, that team, it, like we talked about, could be the team of destiny. They got a lot of stuff going. Niners, big shock, big shocker, go into Green Bay. Green Bay was the number one seed, End up beating them 13-10. to 10. Really, the Green Bay special teams um, really gifted them that W to all United fans out there. Congratulations. But blocked punt, uh, so many different miscues um, that the Packers did. That was just a weird game, but they – Kept him in the game. Rodgers didn't take him down to win at the end when he had a chance. So, Niners move on. Um, Rams end up going into Tampa Bay, taking care of the Buccaneers, the former Super Bowl champs. Um, they were up, tw- what was it, 21 to 3 or something like that? 28 to. It was it was something
1: around there. I think it was 21 to 3.
0: I think it was, yeah, 21 3. Buck Storm all the way back. Um, that was an, an insane game. Back and forth. They go in um, to Tampa Bay, take care of business. They're moving on. And then this might've been just the game of the year. I mean, this is probably the best game I had seen in the last three years that wasn't Raider related um, because obviously there's some emotion and ties there, but the chiefs end up winning. They beat the Buffalo bills 42 to 36 chief score with, I think a buck 10 left in the game to go ahead. Josh Allen marches down. He throws, you know, throws a touchdown. Gabe Davis. 200-plus yards, four touchdowns. Insane. I don't know if you saw that replay, but he put that cornerback on skates on one of the um, on touchdowns, just a nasty route. But 13 seconds left. Chiefs are down three. Mahomes gets them into field position to kick a field goal in 13 seconds. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys couldn't get to the ball to spike it in 14 seconds from the previous play and <laughs> Holmes led his team down the field in 13 seconds to tie the game so they end up kicking a field goal send it to overtime Chiefs get the ball go down touchdown to Kelsey they move on 42 to 36 um Chiefs come out on top there so and then there were four so the two games that we um you know, two games that are left as far as four teams, two games. Sorry, anything got on the divisional
1: round? Yeah, I'm going to interrupt you just because I have two quick things. Um, one, it's going to be forever terrible to say that 13 seconds is too much time for Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> like from, from here on out being able to say that. Um, I mean, he, uh, he
0: has a baby on the way, or he has a child currently. He has a child, so maybe it's never – maybe 13 seconds has always just been in his, in his wheelhouse. You never Ooh, know.
1: good one. And then the other thing was with the Rams game, right? So I, I'll try to make this as quick as quick as quick possible. Um, I told you guys how co-worker Shelby um, essentially almost jinxed us with the uh, with the Chargers game. Um, there was, you know, roughly a little over two minutes left. He said, I can't believe you guys. He's like, you, you guys are actually going to pull this out. Jinxed it. We ended up winning, of course. But anyways, I texted him in the uh, Rams Uh, Bucks game, the Rams were up by 14 Points, there was like four and a half minutes left And I said, dude, you guys are actually Going to pull this out And we're joking back and forth Um, He was like, oh yeah, I wasn't ever nervous I was like, I 100% said that because I was trying to jinx you like you did me So they go down, Bucks go down Score a touchdown, right Rams get the ball back Cam Akers runs the ball Looks like he's about to get a first down to Potentially seal the game At least let them be able to you know, run the clock out a bunch. He fumbles. After he fumbled, Shelby texted me and said, I'm going to go ahead and just block you for this uh, until this game is over, fuckhead. And I said, fair enough.
0: Yeah, cause, sorry, that's what it was, right? Wasn't it 21 to 3 at that point And they were going to go in to score or? No,
1: they were down 14. I think it was 20, oh, okay. 27 13 at that point because they were down, they were down 14, two touchdowns. So Akers fumbles. He said, I'm going to go ahead and block you till the game's over, fuckhead. And I said, fair enough. I get it. Bucks go down, they end up scoring a touchdown, and he texts me back and just said, "I want to let you know that I hate you." And I said, "Fair enough." I just wanted to add that note. Obviously, like we said, the Rams went down, ended up scoring, but you know they actually ended up kicking a field goal to win it, which is what happened when the Raider when he tried to jinx this for the Raiders. So it just had, you know, it must be that any type of end of game jinx ends in a field goal. But shout out to you, Shelby. Good luck, you know. Good luck in this game coming up. You know, you guys won. Congrats on that. But I had to. I had to do it. Yeah, and I I just think that's kind of – it's just unfortunate that
0: he didn't see what you were truly trying to do because you were truly trying to just make sure – like the comeback was going to happen, right? But the more that you jinxed it, made it more possible that that field goal would go in, that Antoine Winfield would play tight coverage, and they throw a bomb to Cooper Cup, and then gets him into field goal range. Okay, that's what you're working towards, and it's really a disrespect to you, to the Raider Take Podcast organization – to your family and to everyone that's ever been involved, that he would actually be, be negative to you in that regard and disrespect you. So Shelby, we're just going to be like, dude, you're, you know, we support you support Jeff. Okay. Okay. We're just going to be your best fans, dude. I don't like that guy at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I do like him, but I, I there's this, the jinx was almost there, but, you care so much about him that that's why the field goal went in and that's why the Rams covered. So, and you know what, if anyone should be mad, it should be me. Okay. <laughs> I needed the cold, I needed the bucks to cover in more ways than in just this one. So, you know, maybe someone feel bad Shelby.
1: Yeah. I just needed to touch on that before we, we jumped into these games. So first game of the week, Bengals go to Kansas city. We got Kansas city at a 6.5 favorite. At the moment, over under is 54.5. I'm going to let you pick this one first. I'm going to kick it at you. Throw a Mm -hmm. curveball there. You're up, Kip.
0: Well, this is just the the true definition of betting with your heart or betting with your brain here. Um, At six and a half, you know, I think, you know, we talked about this before. It was at seven in some areas, it was at six and a half in others. So we like doing the half point because it's a lot easier to to calculate for our dumb brains. So six and a half for the Bengals. That just, it seems a little disrespectful to me because they're the team of destiny. If y'all didn't know, but the 13 seconds thing, you know, dude, it's like the, the, the chiefs are the chiefs are the chiefs. And so it's like, they're so explosive. And the last game that they played, the Bengals won, it was in Cincinnati and that was a 30 plus game, you know, on each side. So I'm, I'm going, I'm riding with the Bengals, dude. I'm riding with them to cover. I'm taking the six and a half. I don't feel great about it by any means, and this—I promise you—this isn't like a a bias against the Chiefs. I I feel like I give them, feel like I always say, with all due respect, in the beginning, um, because that's that's a respect thing. So, but no, I I think the I think the Bengals have already beaten them. I don't think they fear anyone. I think you look at the matchup with you know with the Chiefs DBs against Jamar Chase, against T. Higgins, against you know Boyd, even Uzoma. You know, it's like it's not a good matchup for them. Um, I think they've they've been one of the only teams to really you know, be able to be in a shootout with, with the Chiefs, which they don't like. Um, And also the other team that did that with them was the Bills. So I think they're like, kind of like the Buffalo Bills light. Um, I think they have, they're kind of the up and coming team, but I think they have a better running game with Mixon. Um, and I don't, I think the Bills defense might be a little bit better, but still it's going to be a shootout. I'm just going to take the Bengals just strictly because team of destiny. I mean, I think six, Taking six points to cover is is fine, you know. Obviously, six and a half. You're gonna take the six, so um, I could see being another exciting close game. The Chiefs are just scary, and but I'm going Joey B. I'm riding with you. I'm riding with Jamar Chase, and we're doing this thing. Dana Friday Air Hood. I don't care,
1: Bengals. I love it. Let me ask you then, real quick, who are you gonna pick to win? Picking the Bengals to cover. Who do you think wins? Bengals. <laughs> I think the Bengals win let's go no, I, I mean okay like honestly honestly
0: I think I, I know I think the Chiefs win but I do think it's close. I think they can cover that spread. I just think the Chiefs are the better team they're battle tested they've been to the AFC championship every year that Mahomes has been the starter so there's that but I just think this is a team that isn't going to flinch um, I think they're gonna go out there and compete. I do think the Chiefs win I think the Bengals cover and last time I said that that the Bengals cover but they don't win. They just ended up winning, so I'm gonna go Bengals cover chiefs end up taking the W. So
1: back over to you, Marv. That's fantastic. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put a, a half a point on who wins or loses because I'm taking the Bengals to cover and to win. Let's go, baby.
0: Wait, so you're gonna create a rule that only benefits you or
1: no well, it benefits you too, because if the Chiefs win and the <laughs> oh. Bengals cover <laughs> like you, you, said, you get, get a half you get a half point. I think you're saying there's a half
0: point if they cover and they're underdogs. And win. No. I'm like, so this is really just for
1: <laughs> no, because I'm picking the Bengals to cover as well. So that would be a wash if it happened. Right. So I'm putting a half a point on who okay. wins the game because <laughs> I'm picking. I, the I Bengals got dumb brain.
0: You, I'm catching up now. Good.
1: It's all good. Um, they're too much of a team of destiny, and I and I know you know eventually you kind of run into run into the favorites. You know, you get to a point where you just can't outbeat Patrick Mahomes. But I think. Something about Joe Burrow, man. Something about what Joey B's is doing, uh, and the, the whole team of destiny, you know, talk and the, the vibe. I would love to be able to at least say that the Raiders lost to the Super Bowl champions. And right. when it comes to things, but um, I just, I'm gonna ride with them, man. I'm gonna ride with them to to cover. And um, there's a little bit of Chiefs biasness in there. I'll admit it. Um, and and I'm I am you, so. you, But you've been a lot better at you know giving them props when props were due. Mm. But. The Bengals are going to go in. I think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. You hear what the, their kicker said when uh, when he was going up to kick the field goal? Yeah. <laughs> he takes, rookie, one practice, he yeah. takes one practice. He takes one practice swing with his leg. And he's like, "It looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game." Yeah, I'm like, "That's a rookie, dude." These guys just—it's too much swag on this team, dude. There's too much going around. There's too much just like. Big dick energy is really what it comes down well, to. Well, they just
0: have, they legit have nothing to lose. After they beat the Raiders, it was just, they got the monkey off their back and they're like, fuck it. They're they're playing with house money at this point. So I love it. Okay, half point. That's going to be on the line. We're going to make it the same thing on the line here in this next game. So we have the San Francisco 49ers heading out to Los Angeles. Winner stays in Los Angeles because that's where the Super Bowl is at. Um, so... Niners heading into Los Angeles to play the LA Rams. As mentioned, they upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Defending champs, no more. The Rams are favored by three and a half points. Oh, sorry, over-under is 46. So um, a little bit different than that earlier game with the Bengals Chiefs, but um, Rams favored by three and a half, over-under 46 points. Micah, what say you, sir?
1: Yeah, so this is a very interesting game. And um, like I mentioned earlier, the, the 49ers um, have just proved me wrong this whole time throughout the playoffs because I've projected them to lose uh, each game so far that we've seen. And they have won every single game. So uh, but on the flip side of that, I have predicted the Rams to win every single week and they have won every single week. So, you know, someone's going to prove me wrong this week. I'm going to have to go with the Rams. I'm going to have to stay with it. I'm going to have to go with them to cover and to win. You know, I think like I said, it's it's Matt Stafford's year, man. It's it, him and Joe it's him and Joe Burrow's year respectively on each side of the conference, right? Stafford is finally showing what he could do when he has a team, a good team to actually play with, a team that he could go to the playoffs with. I think you see a lot of their mistakes that they had in the game against Tampa Bay were just their own self-inflicted, stupid fumbles, stupid issues that, you know, if you clean up, they're absolutely blowing out the bucks. Like they're going to continue, you know, routing him. And they don't let them have as good of a comeback as they did. So you could get into that situation. Jimmy Garoppolo is not Tom Brady. He's not going to be able to make come back when you're when you're up 27 to 10 at some point or, or at that 21 three range. Just don't see that happen. And I think that the Niners have been able to play great defense. Um, they played very good special teams, like we saw against Green Bay. When you block punts and take them back for touchdowns, that always helps you win games. I think Matt Stafford can go out there and continue to put up points on the board. And I do not think Jimmy Garoppolo can. Um, you know stick with them in a shootout it'll be one thing if that Niners defense is able to go out there and you know kind of limit Stafford but if Stafford gets going if him and Cup get going him and OBJ get going they can you know have some semblance of a run game Rams are a hard team to beat when they you know when they're on um, and I think the Niners don't have the type of offense that can compete in a shootout mainly because I just don't think Jimmy G is that good so going with the Rams cover and to win this game scares me, dude. Like, and it scares
0: me for a lot of ways. And we dealt with this too. Was it two years ago? Yeah, two years ago, with the Chiefs and the Niners playing the Super Bowl. It's a lose lose for Raider fans, at least for me and you. Um, but that's what we're at the the risk of of here. But um, the Niners kind of have the team of destiny, dude. Like that kind of sucks. You know, like it sucks because I don't want them to. I it and it also sucks because I like. Like, I really like a lot of their players and really hate some of their players. You know, it's like, Jimmy G, shut up. You know, it's like, you suck. Okay, you were like 11 for 27 for a buck 15. You're like, oh, yeah, F the Packers, we're going to the championship. It's like, no, you could, Kyle Shanahan could play quarterback and do what you need to do. Like, gosh, he basically does for you. He's like plankton and SpongeBob's head controlling you. That's basically what it is. If anyone likes SpongeBob, that's a reference. But I think the Rams are the better team talent-wise. I think the Niners have the team of destiny and the better coaching, um, just for my opinion. I think the Rams win, and I think the Niners cover. (laughs) So I'm going to go. Niners are going to cover. I think the Rams are going to win. I think they have more explosive weapons with a more talented quarterback in Matthew Stafford who can rip it all over the field Um, he has his turnover issues as well I think the big thing here um, as I think as of today Trent Williams he sat out of practice he's dealing with an ankle injury if he cannot go basically I would imagine Baja men would be in the front row because they are going to let the dogs out with Aaron Donald Von Miller you you know what's his name Leonard Floyd sorry Leonard Floyd so many different guys that are on that defensive line that and they that jacked up Brady that got to the house got to the crib you know they brought in Von Miller they played him over the last couple of games, you know, in the regular season, limited snaps because they just were like, you stay fresh for the playoffs and that's where he is. So that's going to be tough sledding if Trent Williams can't go, I think regardless, it's going to be tough against that D line. So um, they have a lot of weapons there. OBJ is coming into his own and has just been tearing it up with Stafford, getting on the same page and Cooper cup is just Cooper cup. I think after the, you know, the last couple of games, Cam Akers is finally getting into football shape. Um, so he's getting more carries as they go. I think they're more talented on both sides. Niner Scammy with the team of destiny vibes, and also just they find ways to win games. Shanahan finds ways to to dial it up and to really scheme around. And they're also two and zero against the Rams. They're not afraid of the Rams. The other thing is they're showing up into L. A. and saying we don't we beat you twice. You're in our division, but you want to know what, Micah? You know who else beat someone else two times? The Saints last year they beat the Buccaneers, and everyone knows it's tough to beat a team three times. So. We're going to see. I think the Rams win. I think the Niners cover. I just don't want them to go to the Super Bowl so bad. And uh, it would just suck if they did. <laughs> so um, it would just suck if they did. It would be a lot cooler if they didn't. So I'm going to go Rams win, Niners cover. Three and a half just really, if it was three or two and a half, I would take the Rams, but give me the half point. Rams win by a field goal. Third leg, Greg, we're on. So.
1: That's perfect because that gives us, you know, uh, one game that we have different um you got the niners covering i got the rams covering and then we got that half a point on that first game so it's going to be an interesting week going to be an interesting week at least go into this week knowing that one of us is going to be ahead of the other uh come next tuesday when we record or tuesday or wednesday when we record so yeah um no it'll be
0: fun. i mean i think it, any nfl fan that doesn't have a dog in the fight here you kind of just hope for the best super bowl matchup you know so I think it would be fascinating if it was Chiefs Rams, Chiefs Bengals, Bengals
1: Rams. It cannot be Chiefs Bengals in the Super Bowl. Or I'm, I'm there, saying
0: Chiefs Rams, Bengals Rams. Oh. Bengal, yeah. Yeah, Chiefs Rams or Bengals Rams. Um, I don't like... Big hug, little kiss, little hug, Small little kiss. kiss. <laughs> big hug, little side, one-armed hug. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's going to be fascinating regardless. Um, for me is I think I finally had accepted Kansas city's dominance would love if they didn't win another super bowl. But I think the Niners just them winning or getting into the super bowl would just, it would just bug me as all. Um, even though we have a lot of friends that are Niners fans, doesn't mean I don't care about them. I just care more about how much I hate the Niners. Right. So um, there's that, but that's it. it will be a fun weekend regardless, both games, by the way, I forgot to, drum it up, but both games will be on Sunday. I believe one, the first game Bengals-Chiefs is at 12 o'clock and then the Niners-Rams, 3.30 Pacific Standard Time. So set your calendars, DVR. I don't know if anyone has TiVo still, but you can set that as well. Two big games back-to-back that's going to be exciting. So till next time, Raider Nation stand up. We love you guys. Micah, close us out here, partner.
1: Yeah, as always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we got some breaking news. Actually, we got we got a new website. We dropped a new website, uh, RaiderTakePodcast.com. It's basically a one-stop shop to find uh, anything uh, regarding us on there. We've got a link that will take you to anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Uh, we got merch on the website, revamped our, our merch line, got it all on one website. We got our uh, social media handles on there, too. One easy click away to go subscribe to YouTube, follow us on Twitter, Uh, Go follow us on Instagram. So um, some big things coming out of the uh, RTP corner with a brand new website, which is just very simple. com. So go find us there. Go follow us on all the options and check out the merch. Check out the new merch. We got going. check it out
0: guys. There's a lot. I'm just looking at it right now. I mean, you got hoodies for women. You got hoodies for men. Shirts. Okay. I don't, I dog bandanas are probably on here somewhere. I got to find them if you keep scrolling, but
1: we have, we do not have the dog bandanas on there yet. Coming soon. We're working
0: on it. (laughs) Coming soon. Um, But no, that's hats off to Micah. He's the one that ran with all that stuff. He is, he's the marketing expert, the director, the owner, the CEO, the producer, and the co-host. So he does it all. I don't do much besides lose bets and give usually slighted um, biased advice. So thank you to you, Micah. Great nation. Nice love you guys as always. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.